It's the penultimate day before the summer solstice in the northern hemisphere of the only planet where it's possible to listen or read Charlottesville Community Engagement, a newsletter and podcast that seeks to cover as much as possible about a very small corner of that globe. I'm Sean Tubbs, somewhat grateful that we're now on the way to days with less sunlight. On today's program, a Republican candidate emerges in the race for House District 55. Five candidates are now in the race for four seats on the Charlottesville School Board, though one has yet to complete all the paperwork. Juneteenth celebrations continue this week with a tour of historic sites in southern Albemarle. The latest numbers on building activity in Albemarle County are in... A long-awaited convenience center is set to open in southern Albemarle, and Albemarle supervisors hear about the due diligence being conducted for Albemarle's purchase of 462 acres near Rivanna Station. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, architectural firm Design Develop wants you to know about a new service aimed at the development community that may not be widely known yet. 3D point cloud scanning. That's a technique that uses specialized equipment such as 3D scanner systems to gather a large amount of data points that represent the surface of the scanned object or scene. The applications of 3D point cloud scanning are extensive and cover various fields, including architecture, construction, cultural heritage preservation, virtual reality, industrial design, manufacturing, and more. These applications require accurate 3D spatial information, and Design Develop's workflow provides precise and comprehensive results, all while being more cost-effective than traditional methods. Design Develop has expertise in this workflow for their own needs and now has a dedicated team offering this service in the Charlottesville and Albemarle area. If you're involved in the real estate, design, or construction industry, feel free to contact Design Develop for more information or a free quote. Visit their website for an introductory video that captures the 3D point cloud scanning of the downtown transit center and a booklet that will explain more. Thanks to Design Development for this shout out. The next edition of the newsletter will contain a lot of results, but this installment contains some last-minute bits of information that may not quite add up to a full story. Republican Steve Harvey has announced he will run as a candidate for the House district seat that's currently the subject of a bitter primary between the two Democratic candidates. Earlier this year, incumbent Rob Bell opted to retire from the General Assembly. The Virginia Public Access Project had reported that Harvey had withdrawn from the race, but the former candidate for the Whitehall seat on the Albemarle Board of Supervisors announced yesterday at Hollymead Town Center. You can learn more about the campaign on his website at steveharveyvirginia.com. On that website, he is quoted as saying that it is his hope to improve the state of political discourse in central Virginia. He said there would be no personal attacks in his campaign. In the open seat for the new House District 55, former Charlottesville School Board member Amy Lawfer has raised more money than emergency room nurse Kellen Squire as of June 8, 2023. You can find out more details on that in an article on Information Charlottesville, link in newsletter. In 2019, Harvey challenged Democrat Ann Malik for the Whitehall seat on the Board of Supervisors. Malik won with 56.49% of the votes cast. 
Today is the deadline for candidates to qualify to be on the ballot, including nonpartisan elected school board candidates. There are four seats open on the seven-member Charlottesville School Board, and five people have submitted paperwork to qualify. Amanda Burns announced her candidacy in May, as did Chris Meyer, a candidate who placed fifth in a four-way race in 2019. None of the four incumbents elected that year opted to run for election to another term. As of this morning, three other candidates had filed with the Charlottesville Registrar. They are Nicole Richardson, who was certified on June 13th, and Shimora Cooper, whose paperwork was certified on June 15th. Rosea Parker, a former member of the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority's Board of Commissioners, filed some of the required papers and has until 7 p.m. tonight to complete the work. Yesterday was the federal holiday of Juneteenth to mark the end of legal and state-sanctioned slavery in the United States of America. On June 7th, the Albemarle Board of Supervisors issued a proclamation recognizing the occasion. On June 18, 1865, more than two years after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed to free all enslaved people, enslaved Americans in Galveston, Texas, were finally told that they were free from the bondage of slavery and were, for the first time, recognized as citizens of our nation. Ed Brooks, the program coordinator for the Yancey School Community Center, accepted the proclamation. He pointed out there are pictures in the county office building that commemorate the Union Mills community of freed people that developed after the Civil War on the South Fork of the Rivanna River. Those pictures, they do mean a lot. And also um, the placing of the historical marker uh, in the lynching death of John Henry James at the county courthouse. And um, this is huge. Uh, the vote in September 2020 for the removal of the Confederate statue at the courthouse. And you were the first local body in Virginia under the new Virginia statue to remove this by vote. Brooks said Albemarle's investment to turn the former Yancey Elementary School into a community center is helping to address health and wellness issues. He said there's a heritage celebration on display at the moment and invited members of the community to visit. For the last weekend of June, that we are going to be celebrating a tour of the African-American historical sites in Scottsville on Saturday the 24th, starting at 10 o'clock at Union Baptist Church on Hardware Street Extended. Uh, it will end at the Scottsville Museum. That tour is being organized by Preservation Piedmont if you want to sign up. Link in newsletter. Brooks said the Yancey Community Center is now underneath the Parks and Recreation Department in Albemarle after being part of the Office of Equity and Inclusion. Albemarle County periodically posts two very handy documents that are useful in determining where construction is happening and where people are about to move. Earlier this month, the Board of Supervisors officially recognized the building permit report for the first quarter of 2023, as well as a report on certificates of occupancy. Here is a section from the latter report. During the first quarter of 2023, 91 certificates of occupancy were issued for 196 dwelling units. Of those, 163 were in the designated growth area, and 32 were in the rural area. The total amount is more than in the first quarter of 2022, when the total number was 129. 
There were 779 certificates of occupancy issued in all of 2022, compared with 960 in 2021 and 1,143 in 2020. The majority of units in all four years are multi-family units compared to single-family homes. Meanwhile, there were fewer building permits issued in the first quarter of 23 compared to previous years. Only 94 permits were obtained from January to March, compared with 464 in the first quarter of 2020, 232 in 2021, and 177 in 2022. Visit the report for the full amount of information contained within. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement and in today's second Patreon-fueled shout-out. The Friends of Downtown Charlottesville spent the month of May with a series of events designed to promote Downtown in Bloom. One of the activities involved businesses decorating flower boxes for a competition. Now, Friends of Downtown Charlottesville have a tie for the winners. Both Picasso Swig and Central Place came in first with a tie of 110 votes each. Third place goes to Common House. Thanks to all for participating and hooray! Want to know what's happening today, this week? Check out Friends of Downtown Charlottesville's event calendar to learn what's on offer. Stay tuned for more activities put on by the group and visit their website at friendsofseville.org. more segments to go today. A project intended to help reduce litter and illegal dumping in southern Albemarle County will open this Thursday. The Rivanna Solid Waste Authority will hold a grand opening at 10 a.m. on Thursday for the Southern Albemarle Convenience Center. Here's a section from the press release. The Southern Albemarle Convenience Center will offer source-separated recycling of corrugated cardboard, newsprint, office paper, mixed paper, plastic films, number one and number two plastic containers, glass containers, jars and bottles, mixed metals, and aluminum beverage containers, as well as tag-a-bag household trash disposal. Albemarle County covered the cost of the $1.65 million it took to build the facility, which will be open six days a week. The Rivanna Solid Waste Authority will own and operate the facility, which is located at 6269 Esmont Road in Keene. The decision by the Albemarle Board of Supervisors to spend $58 million to purchase 462 acres of land near Rivanna Station has been pitched as an investment in the county's future economy. On Wednesday, there will be a state-mandated public hearing on the acquisition as it pertains to business and industrial use. Supervisors got a briefing at their meeting on June 7th. Trevor Henry is the deputy county executive. We are in a, in a contract acquisition state um, thanks to the action the board took two weeks ago. We have made our uh, escrow deliverable, met that within the contract terms. We're in a 90-day due diligence period. That means that the county is investigating several aspects to see if the land can actually handle the level of activity planned for the future. Lance Stewart is the county's director of facilities and environmental services. Uh, so we are going to look at um, conditions of the land itself. We'll also be um, doing some early conceptual um, development um, sketches and work on uh, models for infrastructure. So that would be roads and utilities primarily. 
Albemarle will also inherit existing obligations on the land from the existing owner, such as a parking agreement with Rivanna Station and the lease of a farmhouse. There are also agricultural uses underway, but the county still has to determine exactly who is renting the land. Some of the work is also being coordinated by the firm Line and Grade. Among other things, all of the land has to be surveyed. That uh, will also effort will also include soil mapping, uh, drainage area mapping is important to this particular project because we um, uh, anticipate subdividing one of the parcels, where we we retain half and the other half stays with the owner, uh, and that is based on the the fall line of the one of the drainage areas. An environmental assessment will also determine whether there are any brownfields that may need remediation, or whether there are cultural resources or endangered species that require mitigation. Stewart also said initial talks are underway with the Virginia Department of Transportation regarding the extension of Boulders Road back to U.S. 29 to provide a second entrance to the military base. We could have, um, you know, fine concerns in any one of these areas um, that might influence cost or the, the buildable land within of the parcels within the development area. Uh, but ultimately, you know, no one factor is likely to to um, um, recommend against moving forward with this. But we need to make sure that um, that we have all the information we need. Some of the land is outside of the county's development area and would have to be added for the project to go forward under the county's rules. The acquisition will be financed through the sale of bonds on a five-year basis, according to Interim Finance Director Jacob Sumner. The idea will be to shift to a different financing structure once more partners come on board, but Sumner listed the bottom line for now. The annual debt service on that would be approximately $3.1 million. Uh, we do have in our FY24 uh, five-year CIP plan about $14.4 million included in the economic development funding for public-private partnerships. Those bonds would be issued through the Albemarle Economic Development Authority. Now, on to those partners. Henry said there was a meeting facilitated by the Matrix Group at the North Fork Discovery Park held on May 31st that was led by Craig Crenshaw. He's the Virginia Secretary of Veterans and Defense Affairs. There were nearly three dozen stakeholders from the military, academic officials, and members of the Charlottesville Regional Chamber of Commerce's Defense Affairs Committee. As the Secretary has said, um, he's, he's been keeping his powder dry in order to help sponsor this work now through the rest of, of the state. And so we... Uh, we are, are are spinning up to have engagement with the rest of the secretariats in likely the July timeframe with a goal of getting uh, getting to the governor on this project you know, late summer. As for that public hearing, County Attorney Stephen Rosenberg said it has a very limited purpose. When the board adopted its resolution on May 24th, it approved acquisition of the entire 462 acres of land and authorize the county executive to take further actions necessary to complete the acquisition. So there's no further action required by the board to acquire the land. Rosenberg said the county will not actually purchase the land for several months as the due diligence continues. Public comment itself won't persuade the county to change course, but staff recommended a public hearing because of the possibility the land could be used for business use in the future. 
A resolution reaffirming the acquisition will be taken after the public hearing. Will you speak? What will you say? That's another installment behind us, and another one is just about to begin. The landscape is worth reviewing constantly, reporting about what can be seen. A general theme of 2023 for Town Crier Productions is how to expand this work by hiring additional people to do it. I believe that journalism is a crucial tool to keep a democracy going, and I'd like to keep helping. Thank you to the hundreds of people and the handful of sponsors who are keeping Charlottesville community engagement going in that direction. If you can join them with a contribution through Substack, Ting will match your initial payment. And if you sign up for Ting at a link in the newsletter and enter the PubCom community, you're going to get free installation, second month for free, you guys have heard that before, so I just going to go on board. Special acknowledgement today to Susan McGinnis for providing vocal talents for the most recent podcast, and Vraki for being a good egg and providing the music. Thanks again. More next time. Goodbye. <laughs>